back. To the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. Continuing on a Wednesday show, 43 degrees on our way to a high of 60 today, but I was excited about today because the weather's going to be 60, but I've seen some stuff coming up in the weather today that I'm not exactly stoked about because the of the wind. In the words of the great Curtis Duncan, it's a two-hat day. You wear one in case – you wear two, so in case one blows away, you still have one. So I love that. I stepped a, outside this morning and – did like a nice little jump, put my arms out, and I floated why? from my door to my car. <laughs> okay. I was like, why is he doing this? <laughs> no, I, the, the, the wind was very strong neighbor, like, stepping out of it. I don't think this guy's all there. <laughs> I, don't think I this, didn't this, actually <laughs> do that. I jumped in the air. Stepping out, stepping out of my apartment this morning, I had to take a step back to absorb the wind, which I knew was coming, but not that strong. Yeah. No, I did not marry Poppins my way to the car. Oh, that'd be Ross. great. I did. That'd be awesome. I, if I could, I, I would. would. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah, so very windy day today, and that is going to cause some, which I'm surprised here, there's some possible some dust blowing around as well after all this rain and Dude. stuff we've gotten. So if it's a, it could be a little dirty out there today, just be extra careful. We might get extra a little careful. rain in a little bit here. I don't know about you guys. I don't know. I, I just I've, We might get some, but I know if there's definitely some talks of some dirt blowing in the area today, so be aware of that. All right, moving on. We talked about uh, Colby Goodland girls in the first uh, game. Now it's on to the boys game, which was a very competitive First half, I think part of that, a big reason that had to do is just the way Kobe played. Very uh, patient on the offensive end, very methodical. Goodland could, really could not get out and run. And Goodland wasn't hitting threes. Uh, in fact, that was not the worst three-point shooting night for the Cowboys, but it was right up there as one of their top two worst nights shooting the three. But that led to something that was great, and I'll get to that in just a minute. But I give Kobe a lot of credit. They kept the game close in the first half with their style of play. Um, they were able to get shots. Guy Tubbs was doing his thing. Gosh, that guy is unbelievable. What a dude. Um, he can do it all. I mean, he, last night he was hitting threes. You know, and you know he, he makes every shot he makes around the rim. I mean, his I don't know what his field goal percentage is, but it's got to be skyrocket high. It's got to be like 65, 70%. He's always finishing. Uh, it was, and it was, it was a really entertaining first half. I think there was actually six lead changes in that first half. It was kind of a back-and-forth affair. And as much as Goodland tried their little three-quarter court press, Colby was patient enough to break it, and they didn't have any really issues with turnovers. And then that all changed in the second half. You know, the second half came, turnovers came for Colby. That led to layups for Goodland. And, and then Colby did not do a good job in the second half of stopping the basketball Goodland got the ball off the glass, as particularly Brady Brumbaugh took it all the way down the floor and laid it in for a layup. And so Colby did not do a great job getting back defensively in the second half. Um, they got in a little bit of foul trouble. Jordan Jones and Guy Tubbs each played with multiple fouls. Um, neither of them fouled out, but that was a small issue there for a little while. And, and when it was all said and done, the better team won, you know, handily, 67-44 the final. But the first half was competitive. The, the biggest thing I liked about it from the Goodland perspective, I'll get, say this. I mentioned the, the three-point shooting wasn't there. I think they finished like 3 of 16 or 3 of 19. It forced Goodland, and then they, they accept the fact, hey, threes aren't falling. Let's get to the bucket. 
and they did that. And by golly, by proving that you can do that, is going to it really it really increases the chances I think of this team having a deep postseason run, because if you have a bad night shooting from three, it could happen. You never know when. How are you going to make up for those points? Well, you need to go by going to the bucket, and they did a great job. Blair Leonard had a beautiful little baby hook. Brady Brombaugh took it all the way to the bucket in a season-high 27 points. Lincoln Cure was able to get to the bucket and finish around there. Noah Schnett did it as well. The Cowboys probably shot one of their highest field goal percentage games of the season. I don't know what it was. But it had to be one of their better ones because they just attacked the bucket. They went to the rim, and they were able to finish more times than not. And that's the biggest reason why they pulled away, especially in the second half. Your thoughts on, on last night's game? Yeah, firstly, I have to tell you, said it a couple times, this was my first true end-to-end live boys versus uh, boys Goodland versus Colby game. It was fun. Goodland certainly lived up to the hype, if you want to call it that. They've been a heck of a basketball team all season, and they played that way last night, uh, particularly in the second half. My thoughts were, I told you so, right? We, we talked about it yesterday, and it was almost the perfect first half based on what we kind of looked at as what Colby would have to do to win this game or to stay in this game, and that was muddy it up a little bit. Forced miss outside shots. Don't turn the basketball over. Be patient and poised. Get through traps. Get through full-court press or three-quarters court press in that 1-2-2 in this case, and just be patient with the basketball. Be solid on the glass. And that was the perfect first half. And it all fell apart in the third when it's it's kind of, do you see what I mean or what I was talking about yesterday? <laughs> With uh, the turnovers? Where, where Colby will get in all credit to Goodland, came out, played a great second half, but it feels, at least from the outside looking in, that it's led in the foot of the Eagles that really did them in in this one. The third quarter, certainly, Cowboys played great, taking nothing away from what was a great Goodland performance. But Colby did not help that. In the third, I had seven turnovers for them in that frame. And, oh, man, just brutal. It it felt like this is uh, reminiscent of what we've seen a couple of different times this year. They did it against Beloit. They They did it very poorly against Hugoton, where... You get down and the lead starts to slip, and it was only like seven points for Goodland, and all of a sudden Colby starts snapping their fingers. We we want to get this thing back right now. We want to get it all back on this possession, and you start whipping passes into nowhere. You lose the patience. You lose the poise. It didn't help that Jordan Jones wasn't on, though to be honest, I credit a lot of that to Goodland's defense. I know, again, we don't get into super in-depth analysis on game plans and stuff, but Jordan Jones does a lot, not a a lot, but a a good amount of his work on these weak side isolations off of ball reversals, and Goodland has really good weak side defense. Tom Stevens pointed that out. He's absolutely right. They defended him well, and they defended well, period, but it felt like the turnovers in the third, and again... Goodland, great defense, great trapping. They forced some of these turnovers, but maybe you had a different view of them. It felt like the large majority of them were self-inflicted wounds for Colby. 
particularly in the uh, third. I mean, they're, yes, they were self-inflicted. There's also just some good plays. There was one player, remember, Zach Thorson. It, it's like he read the mind of Max Kirstenbrock because he was like sitting in like the at the free throw line, and Max Kirstenbrock had just gotten it across the timeline. And it's like Max was looking up and he looked left. As, as soon as his neck turned, it's like. It's like as if Zach Thorson heard the cricks in the neck, and he's like, oh, I know where that pass is going. He just shot right through the middle and stole it and went and got a layup on the other end. It was, you know, and Goodland does that to a lot of teams. They've got guys with long arms, and especially Zach Thorson with this, his brain that is just, I don't know what it is. He's got a knack. He's got a knack for knowing where the ball is going. And when you have that kind of knack, you can really disrupt teams. And that happened a lot in the third quarter, and that's, that's how the Cowboys pulled away was in the third quarter. Those steals that led to easy buckets, Colby not being able to knock down shots from the knock down shots, and you know Brady Brumbaugh, like I said, getting some rebounds and taking it all the way down the floor where nobody stopped him. I mean, isn't that the first rule? Stop ball, stop ball. Didn't happen. Goes away the bucket. And he finishes, and Brady Brumbaugh is really that's that's you know his game has changed so much from being a you know a marksman three point shooter to now adding this to where he can finish inside outside mid range game. He's really become a complete player uh, this year. And I, I think we probably saw the two best players in the GWAC go at it last night, and they both put on great performances. I mean, Brady Brumbaugh had I think 20. That might be true. Brady Brumbaugh had 27 and 6. Guy Tubbs had 26 and 9, according to my stats. Um, those are not official by any means. But those are pretty good nights for those two guys um, leading the way. Uh, and I, I, those are those are high quality basketball players, fantastic players. There were times where they were guarding each other. I know Brumball was guarding Guy Tubbs, um, and it was it was just a great showing. But here's the biggest thing, and this can actually apply to the girls. We had this up on the text line too. At a text line, a uh, person on the text line this up, and it's a valid, it's a great point. Depth is an issue for Colby, and they're going to, and it's for both teams. When you only play six players most of the time. Even on the boys' side, you're hesitant to play six at times. You really are going to struggle, and especially against Goodland, who has plenty of confidence playing eight or nine if healthy. The you're you're just you're getting worn down as the game goes on. Tired legs lead to shots being short, maybe not boxing out. You have fresh bodies coming in for Goodland, and they're hustling up and down the floor. That kind of stuff, it adds up over time. That's why the first half probably was competitive. You're fresh. You're feeling good. You get in the second half. Your five bodies are wearing down in comparison to their nine. And all of a sudden, you just kind of start to slowly pull away. Um, I, I guess that's that's the I think that's the next step for Colby, both boys and girls, is they got to develop some depth. they got to have a few more pieces come in and take some minutes. I mean, Sadie Chaney on the girls' side is a good six, is a good six man. They need another piece or two. They need some. They need some bodies to come in and eat up some minutes, so that they're in, and not have a humongous drop off, so that their other starters can get some rest, so then they can play at the full bore when they need it the most. Just an observation. No, you're absolutely right, and we've harped on this a couple of times this year. Six deep is as far as both teams will go. Obviously, both played more once JV came around and actually both played seven in the rotation technically last night because of some foul trouble respectively on both sides. Coben Curry and then Maddie McCarty for the boys and the girls came in. But realistically, yeah, it's only going to go six deep. And on the girls' side, uh, from the JV perspective, looking down at what they have coming up, 
you probably should be pretty excited. They have a, a slew of girls who could potentially be maybe not starters or impact players next year, but good role players. And, and you watch Goodland, it, it is almost what you want to be from that perspective. It felt like at points in the first half, Bill Bierman was showing off his depth, like flexing just, just because it was three substitutions at a time. <laughs> Colby hasn't done that unless it's a 2020 game all year long. It, it really is very impressive, the depth they have, and it only makes all the worse looking back over to the same five that's just hands on knees and sweating out these ball games. Granted, I will say for that lack of depth, they played pretty great. They played in some kind of slugfest ball games, particularly on the girl side. They've won more than a few games that have gotten ugly and kind of back-and-forth hard-fought contests. So good for them, good for the Eagles to play with what they have, but what they have might not be enough. I think they need more bodies down the stretch of the next couple of years, and I think you're exactly right. One more thing before we move on here. Uh, This was also in the text line. I could not agree more, Um, but... On the text line as well, a texter texting in. At the end of the game, of course, it was senior night, and Zach Clayville got to get in and play a few minutes there at the very end. And a humongous tip of the cap to the Colby boys uh, that were in there that, you know, grabbed the rebound, handed it to Zach, let him get a shot, and he was able to make a bucket there. So a huge shout-out and, uh, you know, spot into what I want to say, great sportsmanship uh, to the Colby boys there for letting Zach get a bucket there. That was pretty cool to see at the end of that yeah. game. And Tayden Fikin <laughs> so, got the assist. Yeah, he got the dime. <laughs> Give him an assist. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, that was great to see. That was fun, and the crowd was absolutely going nuts, and uh, that was pretty cool. A uh, fun thing that there had to that be game. cool to have the whole Max chanting his name. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's kind of hard being the coach, you know, because the student section's right behind the bench. You know, they're chanting, we want Zach. We want Zach. We want Zach. You know, you got like two, three minutes left. You're like, I can't put him in this soon. I can't do that, you know. So you're like waiting, like, okay, get in there with a minute left, see what we can do. It was cool. I tell you, you almost hit that three right out of the gate, cold off the bench. It was close. But, no, that was a a great scene and great sportsmanship from Colby. Uh, Overall, a, 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 a great night there at the Max Jones Fieldhouse. Uh, and what was the final regular season game for Goodland? They got well, they got road games the rest of the way uh, until the postseason, hopefully. So, uh, nonetheless, a fun night there inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse. And uh, yeah, another book, another another chapter has been written in the Colby Goodland rivalry uh, for basketball. We'll see if they meet up again, either of them. In the postseason, I'm thinking there's probably a good chance it probably does happen. God, if it happens on the girls' side, it'd be four times. Wouldn't be the first time that's Jeez. happened, but it uh, it could happen again. Uh, we'll possibly wait and see. All right, let's get to a break, and we come back. A couple of interesting NFL storylines, one with Andy Reid, another one with another head coach, and a general manager's reason on why he was not hired, which I find to be unbelievable. That's next here on the Morning Blitz. 